Hi, I'm Alex Rubit, and you're listening to Grace to Your World. If this is your first time joining me, this ministry is all about providing you with an understanding of the grace of God, which will empower you to change your world and to live the overcoming life. You see, God wants us to live in victory. Yet in order for us to do so, we must have an understanding of His unconditional love and His unmerited favor that has been made available to us through the finished works of Jesus Christ. And so I truly believe this is going to bless you today. Now to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. Let's look at uh, Romans chapter 7, verse 6. Again, uh, the letter versus uh, the Spirit. You see, it's a radical thing to, to see that, you know, that a person can intellectually understand everything about grace. A person can intellectually understand grace, and yet they can still miss it. Because grace is not something, friends, that can be intellectually understood alone. No, grace is something that, that must be known in the heart. This is about the heart, guys. This is all about the heart. You know, God is not... When we talk about giving, you know, I use that as an example. God is not concerned about... Now, this is going to be radical. This is going to sound radical, but God is not concerned about your money and it's, you know, the money that, that you give. No, what God is interested in is your heart. And so giving under the new covenant is really all about the heart. It's do I believe in my heart that Jesus has already blessed me? He's already made provision available uh, to me. Well, if I believe this in my heart, Holy Spirit will now inspire the correct action, this action will be motivated by love, and so that action will be an action of giving. And so I'm giving not because I'm trying to get God to do something for me. No, I'm giving because I believe that, that Jesus has already uh, provided what I need, and so out of love I'm now inspired to give. You see, it's really the heart. God is really interested in transforming a person's heart. You see, when, when your heart is transformed, that's really when manifestation takes place in your life. How I many you know the Bible says that the issues of life come out of the heart? And so God wants to bless every single, wants to, well, He's already blessed every single one of us. You're blessed because you're in Christ, amen. But He wants the blessing to manifest in all of our lives. But the, the issue is not about God, whether or not He's going to do it. No, He's already done it. Jesus has already done it. Amen. The issue is, are we going to let the Holy Spirit transform our hearts to the degree that we can receive the manifestation? You see, works are still involved. Let me, let me say this too. We confess the Word. Amen. We meditate the Word. But we don't do that because we're trying to get God to do something. No, friends, the purpose of confessing the Word the purpose of meditating the Word is, is really about you. It's, it's, it's for your sake. It's not for, for God's sake. It's for your sake. Why? Because as you're meditating the Word, as you're confessing the Word, you're getting the Word down into your heart. You see, the more you put your attention on the Word and Jesus, 
through the Word, the more the Holy Spirit can now make that Word real to you. When the Word is real in your heart, your heart is transformed, man, and that's when manifestation takes place. And so this is all about the heart. This is all about us becoming more. It's, it's about us becoming more who God's already created us to be. And that's to become more like Jesus. Amen. Now, that's not going to happen through the law. I want you to understand that by performance and self-effort, there's, no there's no transformative value in performance and self-effort. That doesn't transform a person. No transformation happens when you start to look to Him and when you start to let Him guide you and shape you and mold you from the inside out. And so, trust your, you guys are trust you guys are catching that. Now, uh, Romans chapter 7, verse 6, says this. He says, uh, in verse 6, he says, But now we are delivered from the law. Now, the law is talking about the law of Moses, and the law, a Christian operates under, under the law any time that we're looking to our own performance. Remember that the pattern of the law is I do, and then God does. That's the law. Grace is God's already done. I believe what He's already done, and now my actions are born out of my belief in what Jesus has already done. Amen. Now He says, "But we, but now we are delivered from the law. That being dead, wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit, and not in the oldness of letter. In newness of spirit, not in the oldness of the letter. Now." The, the, the letter is, strictly speaking, referring to the Law of Moses, but it, the, the letter is more than just the Law of Moses. The letter is really a cut-and-dry rule system. In other words, we're operating under the letter, like I said, any time that we're just looking at the principle, you know, Alex, if I do this, that's going to happen. Alex, if I just keep confessing the Word, then that's going to happen, amen? Well, technically that's true, but you want to understand that you're confessing the word is not trying to get that to happen no you confessing the word the purpose of that is so that the word can become real in your heart and so the letter is a cut and dry rule system the letter says do this and that will happen now the letter is cold dry and inflexible and so that's the law and so we're operating under the, under the law and under the letter any time lord help me to make this clear Thank you, Lord. Any time that we're focused more on the principle than we are on the person. Our focus should be on the person, Jesus. And because our focus is on Him, He's at work in us. Man, he, He's a reality in us, you know. Uh, he's, he's really... I want you to know that you can get to a point where, man, He's as real to you as the chair you may be sitting on. He's as real to you as perhaps the person sitting next to you. And so when he becomes that real to you, he works in you and, 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 and he will now cause you to do the right thing. And what's happening is that out of that work that he's doing in you, you're now living out of the newness of spirit, not in the oldness of the letter. And really what happens, as I shared this last week, is that what he does is he works in us, man, and, and, and it comes down to, you know, that under the law, 
I had to do this under grace. I get to do this. In other words, when you're focusing on your relationship with Jesus, man, it's not, oh, I, I, I have to pray today. No, it's I get to pray today. It's I get to fellowship with the Lord today. Amen. It's, it's I get to uh, meditate in His Word today. I get to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Again, you're not doing it out of obligation. You're doing it out of your faith in Jesus. I mean, imagine if somebody said, you know, oh, Alex, I, I, I have to spend time with my wife now. You know, it's time for me. I, I, I got to spend time with my wife. And, and it's kind of like an obligation. Well, friend, if, if that's where a person's at, well, that marriage probably is not in the condition that it ought to be in. And so there's a desire for you to spend time with your wife. Man, I get to spend this time with my wife. Well, it's the same thing with Jesus. I get to spend time with Jesus. And so how do you get to that place? Well, it's the Spirit of Grace uh, working on the inside of you. You see, what you want to understand is this radical truth is we're delivered from the law of Moses because the law of Moses, man, it was never intended for a person who is spiritually alive. The law of Moses is for spiritually dead people. Look at this verse uh, again. He says, but we are now delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held. I want you to know that's talking about that sin nature. That's talking about that sin nature. And again, some people have been taught, you know, that as Christians, we still have a sinful nature. Well, but the Bible actually says that the very moment you got into Christ, that sin nature was destroyed and what you were, it was replaced, praise God, with a root of righteousness. Amen. Because Christ is on the inside of you. His righteousness is on the inside of you. And so a Christian, a born again person doesn't have a sin nature. No, the only thing we got to do is we got to renew our mind. You see, the reason it can feel like there's still a sinful nature is because the mind is not yet fully renewed. And so you renewing the mind. And again, and man, I'm just going to, you know, take my time with this because I'm not going to finish everything today anyways. But, uh, you know, when you renew the mind, again, it's not just you getting into the word. It's you looking to the word, beholding Jesus in the word and you seeing who you are in him righteous, healed, delivered. Amen. And, and as you do that, as you renew your mind, Holy Spirit is at the same time working in you and He makes it real to you. He quickens it to you. Amen. And so as a Christian, we do not have a sinful nature. You see, the sinful nature was merely just the, uh, it, 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 was, it was the, um, it was to be spiritually dead. To be spiritually dead is to be spiritually separated uh, from the Father, well, the moment you got back into you got into Christ, you were reconciled back to the Father, Amen. And so you're spiritually alive. And so he says that being dead, wherein we were held, that sin nature, and because that sin nature is dead, we are not we are now able, praise God, to serve in the newness of spirit, and not in the oldness of the letter. Look at Galatians, chapter five, verse eighteen. Galatians chapter 5, verse 18 says this. He says, But if ye be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. If you're led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. And so, the radical truth is this. 
that in this covenant of grace, the Holy Spirit has replaced the Holy Spirit has replaced the law of Moses. And so you're not under the law, well, because Jesus redeemed us from the law. Uh, and I was kind of sharing a bit of that last week, the purpose of the law. Um, in fact, we'll look at that again. Go to Romans chapter 3, verse, uh, verses 19 and 20. Because the purpose of the law was never, God did not give the law to save anybody. God gave the law to, uh, to show us our need for a Savior. Um, look at this. Uh, I'll let the Bible tell us. Amen. I want you to see this from Scripture. I want you, like I said, some of this is radically different from what many people have heard. And so I really want you to see this in the Word. Uh, he says in Romans chapter 3, verse 19, he says, Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law. Now watch this. This is the purpose of the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Verse 20, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified. To be justified means to be put into right standing with God. By the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. And so the law was not given. The law was, was not given to save anybody. The, the Bible says by the, by the law was the knowledge of sin. And so the law of Moses was given to Israel, who was spiritually dead. Because remember, uh, before Jesus came into the world, it was not yet possible uh, for anybody to get born again. And so uh, Israel was, was uh, spiritually dead. And so God gave the law to spiritually dead Israel. Why? Because he wanted them to see their need for him. He wanted them to see that, he says, by, by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified, that their performance and their self-effort could never make them right with God. And so the purpose of the law is simply just, man, it's just to show us our need for Jesus. You know, I mean, uh, it's crazy to me that anybody would actually think that they can keep the law. I mean, the law, man, the law was given by a perfect God, by a perfect, righteous, and holy God. Now, how are you going to perform to live up to the standards of a perfect, righteous, and holy God. In order for you to do that, you'd have to be perfect. Well, friends, I got news for you. There's only one man who ever walked the, the earth who was perfect, and that man was Jesus. Amen. And so Jesus kept the law. Watch this. Jesus fulfilled the law for us. In fact, look at Galatians chapter 3, uh, verses 13 and 14. Jesus kept the law uh, for us so that we wouldn't have to do it. And so our job is to believe on Him, and because we believe on Him, what's true about Him, remember, when you believe on Him, you're joined to Him, you, you, you become connected to Him on the heart level, and so now what's true about Him becomes true about you. Remember that the Bible says that he who is joined unto the Lord is one spirit, and so on, in your spirit, in your born-again spirit, the righteousness of Jesus is now your righteousness. Everything that's true about Him has become true about you. Look at uh, Galatians chapter 3, uh, verses uh, 13 and 14. It says this, he says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. 
Notice that the law was not a blessing. The Bible says the law was a curse. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That's referring to the cross. And so, praise God, on, on, on the cross, Jesus took into his own body, he took the curse of the law. He, he took our inability to perform and our, uh, our, you know, all of the sin, all of the, 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 the weaknesses, all of the shame, all of the iniquity. He took that upon himself. The Bible says that he became, he was made a curse for us. Praise God. For it is written that, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Now look at verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. The blessing of Abraham. The blessing of Abraham comes on the Gentiles. That's the nations of the world. That's everybody. Through Jesus Christ. Notice it did not say through us keeping the law. The blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Watch this now. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And I'll go more into this. Uh, I'm nearly out of time, so I'll go more into this uh, next time. But what I want you to notice is, look at verse 13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Verse 14, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And what I want you to see is that the Holy Spirit has replaced the law. And so through Jesus, we were redeemed from the curse of the law. And we've received the promise of the Spirit by faith, not by our works. It's by, it's by you believing on Jesus, you getting born again, and you uh, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it, it all happens by faith, amen. It's not by your works. And so the Holy Spirit has replaced the law. And so, you see, here's the thing about the law. Now, I shared this before, I think I shared it in our Bible study, um, that the law may be able to tell you the right thing to do. The letter might be able to tell you the right thing to do. Now, again, you're living under the law and under the letter when you're just looking at the principle. Somebody might have something going on in their marriage. There's a, an issue in the marriage. The, the letter could tell you the right thing to do. The letter tells you, you know, uh, what, what, what the role of the husband is, what the role of the wife is. And so, you living under the letter, you're looking to the principle and you just try to apply the principle. Well, the Holy Spirit, on the other hand, however, He'll still show you what the Word says, but He'll show you how to apply it. In other words, maybe the Holy Spirit will, will show you that really all it's about is, you know, the way to resolve this difficulty is, is you just really recognizing that maybe your attention has been more on yourself than it has been on your spouse. You know, that self-centeredness is the issue. And what I'm saying is this, that the law can't do that. The letter can't do that, you see. And I, I want to be clear when I say uh, the letter and the law in this case uh, is, is you performing, you looking to just the principle. Uh, giving is another example. The principle says, you know, give and it shall be given back uh, uh, to you. And that's true. But what, what the letter can never show you is, and what the Holy Spirit can show you, is the condition of your heart. 
the Holy Spirit will show you. Sometimes people say, Alex, I've been giving and giving and giving, but I just don't see the results in my life. Well, the Holy Spirit might be able to show you that maybe the reason you haven't been seeing the results is that your heart hasn't been right. Maybe your heart has been, maybe your trust has been more in money rather than in God. And so God wants your trust to be in Him. God wants, wants your heart. Amen. And when He has your heart, well, watch this. Now the manifestation can show up. I, I, I pray you guys are catching this. Um, it's really, it's really about just heart transformation. It's about heart transformation versus performing versus trying to keep a principle. You know, again, principles are important, but the real strength and the power of this Christian life comes out of our one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus, and it comes out of Him working in us through His Spirit. Now, I want to finish with this. I want to contrast with you now the, the purpose of the law versus the purpose of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. The purpose of the law versus the purpose of the Holy Spirit, and then we'll pick up with this next week. Now, I've shared before that the law of Moses reveals the glory of God apart from man. In other words, God gave the law to show us that outside of Him, um, we fall short that outside of Him, uh, none of us can perform to be in right standing with Him. Now, the law reveals the glory of, of God apart from man, but watch this. The Holy Spirit will reveal the glory of God in and through the born-again believer. When the Holy Spirit works on the inside of you, that's the exceeding glory of the New Testament now showing up in your life where the glory of God doesn't show up apart from you anymore. The glory of God shows up in and through your life. You become a vessel and an instrument of His, of His glory. Two, the law reveals our need for a Savior. The law was given to show us that we can't perform our way into right standing with God. We need Jesus. Now the Holy Spirit, however, is huge, man. The Holy Spirit reveals our wholeness and our completion as a result of being in Christ. And three, the law uses types and shadows to paint a picture of spiritual reality. I kind of touched on this last week, that everything in the law is, is a type, and the anti-type is found in Christ. The old um, covenant animal sacrifice was a type, and the reality is, is the sacrifice that Jesus made when he shed his blood. Amen. And so... The old, uh, or the law, uses types and shadows to paint a picture of spiritual reality. But watch this. The Holy Spirit will open our eyes to behold the reality, which is Jesus, which is Christ. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again tomorrow as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to find out more about our ministry and to access the full-length audios of this and other teachings, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, go to alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. 
Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on tomorrow's podcast.